and welcome to another episode of Untraditionally Traditional, a podcast with me, Brittany Duncan, a millennial homemaker. Join me each week as I share all the things I've learned that make keeping your home, garden, and life running smoothly all while working. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app so you get the episodes downloaded straight to you every Monday. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Excited to be back here with you again on this glorious Monday. I'm manifesting, okay? I hope everyone had an awesome weekend and got their meal planning and grocery shopping done, spent some time in the garden. If my saying that just made your blood pressure rise because you realize your fridge is empty and you, in fact, do not have a dinner plan for this evening, may I suggest listening to the very first episode of this podcast titled My First Love as a Homemaker. On that episode, I highlight tips for meal planning, grocery shopping, and prepping so that you don't have that what's for dinner panic moment. Things are busy here at the Duncan household. As many of you know, May 10th was our last frost date here in Boise, so my days have been filled with gardening, which has been glorious. This episode, however, is not about gardening. It is about why we should all take some time and effort to set our table and give the space we dine at some love and attention. Now, mom and dad, Michelle and Greg, if you are listening, cover your ears. I grew up eating dinner very differently than I do now. Most of our dinners were spent with our plates on the coffee table, watching a television program, napkins were paper towels, and because both my parents worked full-time running their own business and having side hustles before it was cool, we often ate late, therefore inhaling our meal because we were ravenous by 9 p.m. No shade to my parents, that was their style, and it may be yours. And if you enjoy it, please don't take this as me telling you you should change. Every family has a system that works for them, but I'm pretty thankful that my system looks different these days. As the member of the family that does the majority of the cooking, I want our meal times to honor the effort and love I put into preparing the meal we are enjoying. In our house, that looks like sitting at the table, almost always. Pizza nights can be the rare exception, or Eagles games, go birds, but 99% of the time we are at the dining table. I set the table, For us, that is some kind of centerpiece. Spring and summer months, it typically looks like flowers of some sort. Fall tends to be mini pumpkins, gourds, or colorful leaves from the maple tree out front. Christmas includes pine cones and antique mercury ornaments. Our centerpiece changes monthly and with the seasons. It's an area I enjoy decorating often. Have fun with your centerpieces. Every month has its own special way you can decorate and you can get outside of how you normally decorate your home because it's only up for a month. Honor the holidays, Halloween, Valentine's Day, Easter, Independence Day, and decorate with themes. My second mother, Trudy, has this amazing tradition that I've adopted decorating for Easter with all of our favorite Easter candies nestled into Easter grass. The table just begs to be sat at for afternoon chats and tea time, and it is a tradition I incorporate each April into our home. Unfortunately, usually only a week right before Easter because we don't have the self-control required to have candy out all month long. Next, we do use cloth napkins and placemats. Now, I know what you are thinking. Hard no. Absolutely not. Girl, please. I've got enough laundry as it is. And I'm with you. I had the same thought until I married my husband, who was raised dining with cloth napkins and wanted to carry that tradition into our home. Today, I can't imagine it any other way. So let me debunk the myth. 
They are not hard to clean. Get yourself a stain removing bar. I recommend the one linked in the show notes from the Laundry Evangelist and simply give the stains a quick scrub with the stain bar, a little bit of water and the laundry brush and launder as you normally would. I tend to choose fabrics that are less likely to wrinkle and need to be ironed. Sorry, Linen, you are gorgeous, but even I have to draw the line somewhere. On pizza, lasagna, or wing nights, you can, and should, make an exception and break out that paper towel to save yourself unnecessary scrubbing. If cloth napkins are too much for you, or your stage of life isn't fit for them, maybe you've got littles or elderly family members that are a little messier than cloth napkins would prefer, get some fun paper napkins. You know the ones I'm talking about, the ones that are always tempting you at the home goods checkout line. You can swap them with the seasons and trash once used. Effortless, but adding that something special to your table. Easy peasy. Next up is lighting and music. Both are seriously underrated. Light a candle and put on your favorite playlist. It can even correspond with the cuisine you're enjoying. Having bolognese pasta? Put on some Italian music. Taco Nate? Try the Mexican restaurant playlist from Spotify. Jazz or one of my favorites, don't laugh at me, Coastal Grandmother playlist on Spotify based on the movie soundtrack from Something's Gotta Give with Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson never fails to put a smile on my face and elevate the meal. Lighting should be soft. Mood lighting, people, it's a real thing. Light some candles and dim or turn off any harsh lights and your table will be better for it. Next, and as a millennial, this is something I constantly have to work at, put your phone down. Enjoy the person or people you're dining with. Or if you're dining alone, enjoy your own company and your playlist. If you need something to look at while you eat, read a magazine or something that inspires you. I understand that your phone likely includes apps that inspire you. I love Pinterest as much as the next person, and this podcast is played most often on cell phones, and I spend a lot of time creating content to share with y'all on Instagram, but even I would prefer you disconnect from screens while you enjoy your meal. Finally, I'll talk about serving wear. It's become a passion of mine. You don't need to have expensive serving wear, and it doesn't all need to match. For some people, that is their style. For me, I love a collected look. I have sets of plates of different colors, some were wedding gifts, some passed down from family members, and some collected at thrift shops and antique stores. Serving platters and bowls can elevate a meal aesthetically and make it more relaxed because you're serving family style. Maybe this isn't proper, but I like to allow my guests to serve themselves. I consider myself a decent cook, but not everything I make may tickle everyone's fancy. I don't want to force food on anyone. And I've also been a victim to being over or underserved dinner. Allowing your guests to serve themselves allows them to match their own hunger and not feel obligated to finish their plate, making themselves feel ill or guilty for asking for seconds. Always try to have extra portions and offer those to your guests, even if they did serve themselves. Anything left over can go into the freezer for you to enjoy another day. Enjoy setting your table and making it your own place of relaxation and joy to honor meals at. If you have little ones, dine with them. I know it's easier to feed them separately while you wash dishes nearby, but instilling the value of conversation and dedication to one another over meals is important. I've got two cleaning products of the month to highlight. The first is Weeman Silver Polish, which is an amazing product for polishing silver. I used to use a silver cloth, and the heck with that. I can polish our silver napkin rings with this polish in under two minutes. 
And the second product is Old English Scratch Oil, which is great. We have a lot of wood throughout our home, and old wood to be specific. Our dining table gets a lot of wear and sometimes scuffed or scratched, but a little bit of Old English rubbed over a scratch with a rag does wonders. About once every three months, I whiz around the house with the bottle and rag and touch up scratches here and there. They make it in a few different shades, but I have found the dark Old English to be the best. Thank you for joining me today. Next Monday, I will be talking about thank you cards, when to write them, how to write them, when you don't need to write them. I believe that we have become slack on thank you note writing, and I want to do my part to change that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Untraditionally Traditional. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with those special people who would love it too, and write a review. For more tips and photos of my home and garden, follow Untraditionally Traditional Pod on Instagram. Until next week, let's continue to make our homes places of joy and service to ourselves and those we share them with.